Hello. Hello. Wait, hang on. I might need to... Okay, now. Um, <laughs> can you believe it's already our 10-year high school reunion? Is it? <laughs> I don't know. It just feels like it's been 10 years since we did this. And also, this is high school. Mm-hmm. And also, we went to the same one. Yeah. Uh, right. Right, right, yeah. right. Segway out of that one, sucker. <laughs> How's it going? It's fine. How are you doing? All right. Tired. Had some uh some some bad fast food and an attempt to consume sustenance before we talked. Ah. No, I will not be taking any questions about what I ate. Do you want can I guess? Sure. Okay. It's Taco Bell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got it in one. <laughs> yeah, got it in, exactly. You want to go for uh, double or nothing and see if you can get my order? Uh, mm, I'm less confident in your order, to be perfectly honest with you. I I think yep. some it was something random thrown in there too that uh, was ordered on a whim. I didn't go. I didn't do. I didn't do the order or the driving. But um, mm-hmm. so it, it'll be difficult to guess. There's no point in this. Honestly, I mean, how familiar with the menu even are you? The. the the movie that we're talking about or the, no, t- the Taco Bell the taco, menu? the Taco Bell menu. Could you imagine sh- if they had like a corporate executive chef who like took himself <laughs> very seriously about that? I'm sure there are some people that get paid to take themselves seriously enough, at least. At Taco Bell? Yeah. I mean, you, you think every day they're just going to the office going, lol, we work at Taco Bell. <laughs> Isn't that funny? I mean, if you work at a place that has like fire Cheeto dusted everything, then wouldn't wouldn't you kind of just assume that people are kind of in on it? You know? Uh, do they have fire Cheeto dusted stuff? I um, thought they had like flaming hot Cheeto taco shells and stuff. Like well, they, they have, were... they have uh, nacho cheese Dorito taco shells, but I don't oh. know about flaming. That might be a it might be a seasonal thing that I'm unaware of. <laughs> Um, when the when the flaming taco uh comes in bloom of course as you say yeah exactly mm-hmm. the, the seasonal flaming hot cheeto <laughs> it's, only, it's only ripe in spring it's a it's a it's blooming late this year um i guess uh i don't know i i just uh man i talk about I, I i've sworn it off multiple times but i especially swore it off the last time that it had plastic in it uh oh yeah hmm. what kind of plastic did it seem like it was out of a fork or like a like a, a bag or a twist tie or what uh black hard plastic it seemed like it was some sort of container or utensil that had shattered interesting mm-hmm. also a piece of bone um which bone. yeah like a cross cut of like a rib kind of shape thing what so you order that you got a bone like i didn't think any of their meat came off from i don't off even of remember what it was but it, Did you get one of those weird like chicken or steak burritos or something? No. Oh, uh, I think it was steak. Uh, anyway, I don't eat there is what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. And it's not even like a like a oh, it's a guilty pleasure. I don't eat there. No, I, I seriously don't eat there. Um, it, once once you, you know, fool, fool me 300 times. Shame on me. Fool me 301 times. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. that I think uh, I think in terms of statistics, mm-hmm. I've been burned by like most places, but not Taco Bell. Mm. Yeah, I, I yeah I don't I, I've definitely not gotten any um, plastic or bones in my Taco Bell. Um, 
Yeah, I can't think. I can't think of an instance where I got something bad at Taco. I can think of instances where I got bad stuff at other places. I've been getting deli sandwiches that have been messing me up. Uh, like I don't know how these <laughs> places are. Are, are I don't know. They, they sell me old meats or old mayos or something. I don't know what they're doing, but um, well, it, but also you know if you ever listen to uh, uh what's it what's it um food safety talk uh yeah. y- there are always listeria outbreaks um because. Sure the uh there will be contaminated deli meat and then they put that contaminated deli meat on the deli slicer and they don't clean that really between uses um so then every slice of meat that comes off of there has like listeria uh so yeah yeah you can it can mess you up something yeah. something fierce which is weird though because you think they got to do something bad because um as you're aware, uh, I have I have a small human living in my house, and food safety standards have 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 been dramatically reduced as as a result of his existence. Um, you know, so there's stuff that hits the floor and then goes back on the table just because you know what, whatever, dude, uh, screw it. Um, Got to build his yet, immune system. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. That's that's the logic, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but the uh, but the you know it, that doesn't mess me up in the way uh, you know some of these uh, whatever. Jersey Mike's or Firehouse sandwiches have in the past. Oh, which have... when you said deli, for some reason in my mind, I thought no, you meant an no actual real de- delis. <laughs> no, 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 there's no real delis around here. I think the closest Silly thing to a real deli would be the Safeway deli counter, which mm. uh, I'm not. I'm not going to eat a sandwich from a Safeway deli counter. I know people no. do that. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have had sandwiches from gelson's and ralph's which are you know grocery store chains you may not be familiar with but uh you know they they carry like a your high-end uh deli meats and stuff and so Mm -hmm. you feel a little better about it but uh when you're in the like lower rung of the grocery store chains uh i don't really respect their deli department as much um because they, they they don't have the meats, you know. Unlike Arby's, they don't have <laughs> the meats. Arby's, yeah. I, what do you got over at the Safeway? You got your boar's heads and your not boar's heads. Oh, they have they have the boar's head. I whatever. I mean, maybe they're just reusing the cellophane or whatever. But yeah, they do. <laughs> the old uh, uh, top shelf trick where you you fill up your bottles with a uh, bottom shelf liquor. Um, yeah, they do that with counter counterfeit meats. Yeah. Um, During the weird transition, counterfeit meats, during the weird transition where I stopped sort of drinking beer and started just drinking whiskey because that was like an interesting hobby of mine. um, I, 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 for some reason thought it was interesting. I I would just do that everywhere I go. Like, you know, I don't really want to have a beer at this terrible bar or whatever, but I would, I would do my best to order something vaguely interesting in places. And, oh, I remember what it was. It was in, uh, it was in Tempe and Mill Avenue, which is well known for uh, college kids and nothing else. I can't remember what it was I ordered, but I ordered either a bourbon or a scotch and it was, it was absolutely 50% water. Uh, and I took a sip of it and I just kind of, I made a face at the guy who poured it for me and he just like went back about his business making Long Island iced teas or whatever it is they do over there. But, um, yeah, the, the, I, I, you know, you hear about these things, uh, but they don't, they don't often happen to you, but that one I I actually experienced. I'm like, I, I can taste enough of this alcohol to know that this is at least 50% water because you didn't want to buy, you know two bottles of Macallan 12 and spend, you know, $60 or whatever the hell it would be. Yeah. I don't know how it goes at those kinds of places. I, I, if it's a sketchy bar and they have like drink specials, um, or something, I I typically just will have like a beer anyways. Uh, yeah. I mean, find a bar 
uh, an eye shot of USC that looks like it has never cleaned its floors and then order like the most expensive liquor they have there. It's, you know, that's, that's, that's how you do that. That's how you get uh, contaminated deli meat in your shot glass. Oh. <laughs> oh, also anybody that serves you, you know, like bourbon or um, scotch in an actual shot glass because they don't have like rocks glasses. That's another sign. Mm. Gross. Anyway. Yeah. Um, well, you know, there is the trend of uh, like bacon washed uh, or, you know, where they take the fat, fat washed. Uh, so they do that. <laughs> You they, can, they rinse the glass like absinthe, but with bacon fat. No, 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 no. You, you uh, I forget what it is. Uh, you, you take the fat and then the alcohol, and you like basically, uh, what is it? You, do, you, you like put them together, and then they hang out, and then the fat will separate out of it, but it will leave like the flavor compounds inside of it. Oh, the way people are making like flavored vodkas and stuff, you can put like bacon in it. And things. Yeah, yeah. So you will have like bacon washed bourbon or something like that. It'll always be like washed, is what it'll be called. But um, so mm, I don't like I don't like that word washed. related to something that I'm going to drink for now. Worst. Uh, how was it they say it in Pennsylvania? Worst. Um, Worst. Yeah. Yeah. It was the, yeah. It's in the R. There's no R. R. Um. But, uh, yeah, they, you could have that with a uh, Jersey Mike's though. Um, you could have, a uh, your number 14 washed, uh, <laughs> bourbon. Was it, it number, number you, 14 or a, number 13? Is that what you are? I don't know. You're, you're, I usually get the turkey. Um, cause mm. I, I'm like, oh, you know, that's healthy. Quote unquote. <laughs> if I have to eat at a Jersey Mike's, but the, the better option I think is the 13, I guess the one with that has like the salami and, and ham and what passes for uh capicola um yeah their their menu is fascinating to me because mm -hmm. they have like four meats and three cheeses and they have what 20 sandwiches and they all have the exact same thing on it. it's just you want one meat two meat three meat four meat or one meat one cheese two cheese or three cheese and then just like all of the different permutations like there's nothing different about them it's just like how many of the meats do you want yeah, and then you get asked, do you want it Mike's way? And the answer is always, not really. I want most of Mike's way, but don't add the onion. And then I want other stuff. And then it's just like, did I save any time by saying that? Because mm. uh, I could just say what the ingredients are that I want. But I assume there are some people who actually say they want Mike's way. Uh, but I don't know who those people are. I've never encountered them when I've been waiting in line behind them. Because usually it's people who have like gone to Subway. And they're like, do you have honey mustard? Um, but... <laughs> It's, it's like, I, I don't know. I, I haven't been to a Jersey Mike's in, all, in a, quite a while. Cause that was when I used to go into the office, uh, for work. Uh, there was a Jersey Mike's that was, uh, around the corner and not much else. There was a Jersey Mike's and a Chipotle, um, and Starbucks and a Ralph's, uh, where you could get deli sandwiches. Um, but that was not a very nice Ralph's. So I didn't really trust their deli, but, uh, yeah, it's, a uh, I don't know. I don't know. Just, a uh, you got to watch what you eat, Dan. Um, mm. You got to respect the product um, and you got to respect the chef uh, who yeah. makes it for you. Yeah, we've come a long way from uh, eating these terrible foods to the extremely high-end delicious food that we we exclusively eat now. All these things we've been talking about currently uh, are things we used to eat, you know, when we were children or, you know, poor or something. I mean, you just literally talked about having... You know what? I'm, I'm going to retcon it and pretend... <laughs> I didn't want people to feel bad that I was eating uh, filet with caviar on top, so I was I, I drummed up a story from when I was a child eating Taco Bell. Hmm. Hmm. Filet with caviar. That's a that's an interesting surf and turf you got going on there. Yeah. The new you know, technique. Uh, 
What is the what, what's the Simpsons joke? Lobster stuffed with tacos or something? I don't remember. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I conned you into watching the menu um, mm. because I quite like it in the same way that I quite like these sort of dark, humorous, uh, like class satire things that are not <laughs> because you can see yourself in them is that why yeah it's self-hatred self-loathing <laughs> how many times did you elbow uh jason on the couch and go hey that's us right there oh no he won't watch it because he thinks it's scary um so it was just me yeah. yeah okay but uh just to give you some idea to uh and to illustrate this for our listeners um uh the food the person in charge of what food looked like for the movie uh was dominique Crenn who is a Michelin star chef um, in uh, San Francisco. And I have been to her restaurant for Jason's birthday uh, where we dined there. And she went around the room and introduced herself to everybody. And one of her dishes uh, was called like the forest floor. And so it's like one of those conceptual things where they had like a version of that here, where it was like the ocean uh, floor or whatever, the one with the scallops and like seaweed and stuff. And it looks exactly the same with the foam. Um, mm-hmm. But so it is not, far from reality in terms of having things like this that's for sure and uh which of the seven deadly sins did you commit that you were being punished for that evening oh uh i don't well i mean this movie isn't like (laughs) they didn't really define sins because remember they're mostly mad at john leguizamo's character because of a bad movie um and the fact that he's he thinks that it, the the worst thing that you could do is like give up on your craft uh so that's not yeah, like sell, sell out as an artist or something yeah that's not in the bible so much that wasn't a big no. one for jesus uh <laughs> <laughs> not one of jesus's hits no no uh no, there's nothing biblical about this uh story in particular no and i i think one of the things that w- one might assume having not seen this um is that uh, there is potentially cannibalism. There is not. Uh, that yeah, I, I told Amanda I was watching this. She's like, "That's the one where people eat each other." I'm like, "No, nobody eats anybody." No, yeah, and, and it's but, like, but they like freak them out, and then like, then they eat. Pe- they find out they're eating people at the end. I'm like, no, there's no cannibalism. What what's wrong with you people? Yeah. Also, there's uh, uh, the trailer and stuff for this made it seem like a like a Blumhouse like scary thing but it's really mm. not scary um it is no very uh <laughs> it's very f- funny um in a in that dark comedy kind of way not in a i'm like slapping my thigh laughing um you know menus really do be like that no that's not that sort of situation <laughs> that we have here um but it is uh i i don't know it, it is it is humorous uh and i like that that quality to it but i was hesitant to have you watch it because you don't necessarily love the satire things as much because especially something like this where they always kind of fall apart in the third act and you know it's not really saying anything meaningful about your life uh, and how you live or anything like that. It's not like teaching a grand lesson about anything. Um, It's just sort of like a funny mirror to hold up to the audience. Uh, So for you, Mm. Mr. Taco Bell Eater, um, (laughs) what was it that you saw in this that you responded to? Um, Was there anything that you 
bounced off of completely because you didn't get it or were you just like oh i'm just gonna humor joe um and watch this it was entertaining um i think a lot of it i don't know i mean i guess i'll just speak for myself primarily because whatever that's what i do here uh it didn't it didn't (laughs) speak for me dan (laughs) yeah i'm not gonna speak in uh uh definitive generalizations but it didn't really like land super hard like it wasn't the it wasn't the strongest punch um like i got it or whatever um obviously i i don't relate to any of these people i I don't see myself in any of them and you know our our audience surrogate is uh is what's her name from the stuff uh anna what's your who's it is anya anna anya i don't know how to pronounce her name Oh, Anya Taylor-Joy. Anya, there you go. Yeah. Um, You know, she's the one we want to root for or whatever, but uh, it doesn't really, we don't really root for her. We don't really know enough about her until like way into the movie. And then there's still, there's a lot of, you know, vagaries about her until, until we get to that third act. So there's a lot of just sort of like just plodding along. Um, And then we get to the parts where, you know, eventually we kind of sort of don't want her to die or whatever. And you're like, oh, okay. Ah, look at the way she did the stuff or whatever. Um, I like he said kind of sort of don't want her to die. As if you're, you need to be convinced that every single person in the movie needs to have a reason to live by the end of it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, You know, I'm not, I'm not convinced enough of her um, uh, goodness or I don't know, it doesn't even need to be goodness, not badness enough to, like, not get out of this place unscathed or whatever. Um, you know, the whole, like, oops, she was accidentally invited because uh, Nicholas Holt is uh, an idiot and can't hold on to a girlfriend or whatever. Mm. Um, like, that's not enough reason for me to, like, care if she lives, I, I guess. Um, but, you know, she does some she does some stuff there that you sort of go, like, yeah, you did the thing at the end there with the burger. Mm-hmm. Um but, uh, you know, it was entertaining. Like, it just, it didn't, <sighs> you know, the biggest impact is obviously uh, Chef Wedgie Who's It Who Shoots Himself because it's a, spoiler alert, uh, mm-hmm. it's very dramatic. And uh, everyone in, in the in the restaurant and us are all going like, whoa, is that real? Is it part of the show? Whatever. Um, and then from there, just kind of, it's it's varying degrees of uh, kind of slapstick. It's a little, it's a little silly. Mm-hmm. Um I don't. I definitely don't care if the Google Bros get murdered. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. If John Leguizamo is not like actually John Leguizamo. He's he's whatever. Like they try to they try to explain who he is, but like I don't know enough about him to really like go. No, not not my favorite washed up star. Uh, and then food critics. What do I care if they die? And Nicholas Holt definitely deserved to die. So you're just like, all right, you know, kill, kill the people, do the stuff. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe part of it is you know watching on my couch in my in in my state as a person here uh, there didn't feel like an excessive amount of menace to the whole thing uh i'm sure there probably is an, a, 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 enough of that feeling if you're watching it you know in a nice environment but i'm just you know sitting on my couch here half asleep kind of letting it wash over me so what did cam um, think he was he was long asleep this was <laughs> he, he doesn't uh He's not much for well. He would have enjoyed the uh, the the no bread bread because he's he's still he's still finding his way with the solid. So he would have enjoyed the various flavors mm. of liquids. Well, unless he got the split emulsion. Mm. Can you believe a place like this with a split emulsion? I know. So, um, so he yeah. split it on purpose, right? Or or was he just being a reactionary? He's just like here's 
Here's multiple ever-increasing in-size bowls of split emulsions. I was wondering about this, because this is the second time that I've seen it. And I think that uh, he did not initially do it on purpose, but because they're so nitpicky, then he really did it on purpose. And that's why mm. they keep doing it. Um, yeah. But, I think there's a lot of yeah. that stuff where you don't want to over-explain in a movie like mm-hmm. this, and you you run the risk of under-explaining. And I think there's a lot of stuff that it happens, and you can't tell if it's connected to anything or if there's coincidence. And I'm not saying they need to tie up every loose end by the end of the movie. Mm-mm. I'm just saying there's a lot of stuff that happens that, that seems like it's happening because we're watching a movie, uh, and not necessarily because it's going to come back and connect to something later. But I, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Yeah, no, there are a few things where they are connecting stuff, but they are definitely not. The movie itself is not tightly composed in the same way as the chef um, thinks that his menu is tightly composed. That's for sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. So here's the example, I guess, was rather than just being vague. So like the the Coast Guard guy. Mm-hmm. Um Ray finds is like, uh, there's this surprise woman who's here who's not part of our plan. Uh, let's see if she's one of us or one of them. And he sends her to go get a barrel out of the chicken coop. But he knew that she was going to betray them with the barrel and sneak into his restaurant slash bedroom and call the Coast Guard from the radio that he knew she would find in the dark corner over there uh, and radio for help to the Coast Guard and then pretend like nothing happened. So he planted a Coast Guard guy to come in there and pretend to be a Coast Guard and then throw everybody off by saying, like, don't say anything to the Coast Guard or you're going to get him murdered uh, as a test to the people, even though he already knew ahead of time that nothing was going to happen. Like, there were just too many... I knew you knew I would know kind of things in that sequence there. I'm just like, all right, sure. He's clever. I don't understand how this, this was set up. My read on that. Um, cause it, I, I think it's convoluted for sure. Um, is that he did not know necessarily that she was going to betray him, but he knew from the coast guard guy contacting him off camera presumably that she had tried to reach out to him and then they decided to incorporate that into this in this way um because there's the whole thing with like the candle and the lighter and all that so it's very premeditated i don't know though for me the thing i couldn't figure out is what is his role supposed to be um if he wasn't called in um because he is one of the team there but we had not at least as far as I was aware, we had not seen him and no one seemed to recognize him, Dale, um, from before. Maybe he was off doing the thing where they kill the guy with the angel wings. I'm not sure, but uh, (laughs) it it is, he's definitely not there initially. And it's just like, I wonder how he would have tied into this at all. Um, Yeah. If this was like a, right, like a, like a monthly satanic ritualistic kind of uh, restaurant here, like you could think like, oh, maybe we should have a fake Coast Guard uniform on hand to sort of like, you know, distract the cops if they show up unannounced. And, you know, we can play that role like, you know, in Die Hard, like when they dress up, or dress up like cops or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Die Hard 3. Sorry. Uh, spoiler, but, alert. Um, spoiler alert. Spoiler <clears throat> alert. I always play my lucky numbers and badge number. Um, uh, but yeah, it's just like. Hey, he's a Coast Guard guy out of the blue, and he's he's got a uniform and a gun. 
Uh, but you know, haha, we got you. Uh, so you know, there's there's stuff like that that seems like you wrote this scene and it's clever enough to be in the movie, but it doesn't really do anything. Um, but you know, it was cool. I liked the uh, I, I liked some some parts of it. It was interesting to see the you know the portrayal of um, you know, psychotic chef and his uh army minions that do things uh, so precisely, and then they start going off the rails in a very sort of um, you know, people who have been living in the woods too long kind of way, you know, the, the ritualistic stabbing of the leg with the scissors and such, like, mm-hmm. um, it's very culty and, and interesting. And I don't know, I feel like it's part of this trend of, you know, deep intellectual horror movies that have been coming out in recent years that I've heard about and not actually seen. So I'm just, you know, talking out of my butt right now, but, um, you know, I, uh, at least Nicholas Holt got, you know, a bad ending. I, in a, you know, yeah, weird I, way. I, and I think his is interesting. Um, cause he doesn't, I guess, you know, if you're trying to interpret this whole thing, he, it seems he doesn't deserve to make it to the end. Um, like he, he is not worthy of the final course is basically what the chef mm. is saying. And, um, he is probably the most despicable person in here. Um, but in a way that is clownish. Um, and so it's very easy to hate him. Um, and you know, wish him ill. We don't like mourn his passing in any way. Um, and we're just like, finally that, you know, jerk up what he deserved because he was a note all, but you know, this is still a homicidal chef, so we're not rooting for him necessarily, but like the judgments about like everyone's going to die, but how will you die is a, a, like a big deal here. And it even matters to these people who are going to die, um, including Nicholas Holt, especially Nicholas Holt, um, who has failed in uh you know, what he really wanted was the admiration, recognition, you know, camaraderie, support, you know, uh, acknowledgement, et cetera, of Ray Fine's wants character. To be buddies with him. Yeah. Yeah. Did we, did we ever hear anything about his backstory? Like, is he just a rich kid or I, I honestly don't remember anything about him? Well, the only thing we find out is that he had a girlfriend he has not been to this restaurant before he had been communicating with chef slowick uh eight months prior for for that eight month period up leading up to this day um and we don't know how chef slowick found him we don't know uh if it was just the incessant messaging that he was doing or what tipped him Mm -hmm. off um or as part of the application process to dine here but he had never been here before. He's just incredibly familiar with everything. And uh, you watch Chef Table a lot of times. Yeah. And oh, speaking of Chef's Table, um, this closely not only it's referenced as an actual line in here, but th- it closely references Chef's Table in terms of those uh, interstitials where they show the the meal um, with the camera, you know, on a I don't know Edelkron or whatever, like crane move over the plate um with some liquid nitrogen uh like those things um are very chef's table and david gelb who was uh basically the 
I think the producer, director, et cetera, of the of Netflix's Chef's Table is the second unit director on this, who is, you know, making all those little inserts that would be in Chef's Table to add to that sort of flavor of this, of the um, cult of personality and admiration that goes on around uh, one of these star chefs um, and the sort of like Jiro Dreams of Sushi kind of uh, edification <laughs> that can occur of placing these chefs on a very high pedestal. Um, but at the same time, uh, not just idolizing, but sort of demanding a lot from these celebrity chefs. Um, and Nicholas Holt's character, uh, is definitely Tyler is definitely somebody who feels like he knows everything because he's watched everything read everything and he wants to be a part of it he feels like you know he's a little lost it seems i would guess in the rest of his life if he's this into this but everybody's got their thing everybody's got their special little thing um and the part where he's willing to he's let in on the fact that he's going to die and is still going to go along with it is maybe a little unhinged but uh, and hard to believe, but at the same time, there are people who are very committed and unstable. So we don't know if Nicholas Holt, if this is something where he would not be able to afford this otherwise, et cetera. But he seemed bought in on the fact that they were all going to die. He didn't seem to be in disbelief about it. Um, and no one else was privy to that knowledge. So it makes him a very different character from everybody else. Um, and, uh, I think that's exemplified when we finally get the scene where Tyler is put on stage, like perform, like actually show us Mr. Know-it-all that you know how to actually do all this stuff. Um, And so one of the things that I think of that I'm terrified about is like, I hope no one ever, if I just make you cook something. Oh man, just leeks and shallots and. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say, have you done a uh, um, Devil Wears Prada meme about leeks and shallots and butter? No, um, but there, uh, Brian Hamilton, um, who I think occasionally might still listen to this. Um, he right when this movie had come out, I watched it already. He had done a uh, a little like Instagram reel or whatever of him recreating. Tyler's bullshit, um, which is that course uh, from this. And it, it was very funny to me. And then uh, Andrew Ray, who does Binging with Babish YouTube channel, um, which I've fallen out of appreciation for, shall I say. Um, mm. the, he he did one for Tyler's bullshit, too. Uh, and I think it's very, it's very funny because um, Tyler is terrible. Um, and he, he's also not just terrible, but very bad and incompetent um and uh the fact that he can't actually pull off any of this stuff even though he he swears he knows it um and has this like burning passion to you know have have other people approve of and acknowledge his importance um is very interesting and i would hope that perhaps i am not as terrible a person as he is certainly i wouldn't go to a dinner where i'm going to be killed but uh knowingly um but uh you know if it's a surprise birthday or something i guess don't let me in on the secret but it is uh (laughs) a situation where i i just would never want to be somebody who like tries to pretend like they know it all and then like be put on the spot and really just 
screwed um like he is uh because he 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 can know everything about like paco jets um which they mentioned several times and uh he has one too it is an instrument in which which is used to kill somebody in this movie um and it is uh just funny just like how absorbed someone can be and still like not know anything um so Mm. it's what would be your uh Spur of the moment murder suicide dish to cook for everyone. Oh, I don't know. Uh, What's the high end ish dish that you can make mostly on autopilot while you're having a mental breakdown? I can't cook high end stuff, Dan. I have no pretensions about that, so I, I'm not Tyler. Uh, in I that was the closest to a fancy dinner that you could make. Uh. I mean, it's probably not like mac and cheese or something. No, I mean, Bucatini alla metrichiana is not <laughs> fancy per se, but it is something I'm good at making. So hey, I let, guess let me that, that Bucatini alla metrichiana. Oh, you'll you'll okay, find there it. There we go. It's, yeah. this, it's the second uh, autofill result. Mm-hmm. What's the first one? Bucatini feet. Bucatini net worth. <laughs> Bucatini. <laughs> exactly uh now we gotta write that down <laughs> no but uh yeah it is it's a squanchali pork gel um and uh some it's, onion so it's just spaghetti with uh guanciale in it? yeah, and toma- that, tomato i'm looking at here yeah um it's one of the uh, traditional roman dishes uh although it's from Ooh, finely grated pecorino yeah. of course yeah you need it really ties the uh, dish together but uh oh crushed red pepper flakes you don't you don't go anywhere without your crushed red pepper flakes. it's i mean it's not spicy um mm. but uh but anyway the uh the point is i would definitely not find myself in that situation although i would not find myself in Margot's situation either uh so it's she's did you did you find yeah. am i tired and slow or did you need a little bit more of who she was from the the implications before they finally got around to what was going on here at first when i first watched this i thought that she was uh someone he had just recently started dating and Mm. so that all of the tension was because of that recent date but then i realized um part of the way through the movie with the guy and the infidelity on his tortillas that Mm. he was uh that he had had a relationship with her that was probably for money and then i was like oh so he hired her to be his guest and it was not a boyfriend girlfriend situation um see and maybe this is the movie being like look how clever i am you don't even know how clever i am i'm like is this some sort of like the the guests were arranged because the chef knew that they knew each other and he's going to expose them all at the same time for him having an affair with the young i'm like it's obviously a simpler answer. She's she's a, a a lady for hire or whatever. But even to the point where, like, again, maybe I'm just dim and giving the movie too much credit. Where it, when when then uh, Ray finds is like, you know, I know a fellow service worker. I'm like, is he going to be like, you work at Outback Steakhouse? Clearly, like, you're not. You work at a garbage restaurant, and that's why we're going to bring you in and let you be one of the the chef people over here. Like, it it took me too long to 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 understand that she was an escort, and I was like, uh. Eh. Is this me or the movie? I think it's a little bit of both. Well, I mean, the movie, I don't think, wants you to make that connection quickly. Um, but they also don't want you to be, like, shocked by the revelation that she is 
you know, anything other than a wholesome girl next door. Um, yeah, I don't think it was shocking just no. based on her uh, demeanor in conversation the whole time. Just, you know, the way she challenges Nicholas Holt and just kind of pushing back, you know, in the beginning, she seems like, am I the only sane person in this place? Y'all mm-hmm. are crazy. And then eventually it's like, oh, she's just kind of antagonistic. You know, you don't have to be that antagonistic. You could just like go with the flow, but she's like a, nah, I'm a rough gal from the streets and I'm going to say it like it is. And you can't talk to me like that, even if you are rich and fancy and whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, send your food back. Would you ever send your food back in a place like that? Joe? <sighs> no, I've never sent my food back. Um, and it was, it, it, it's definitely a situation where even if, uh, even if there's something wrong with your dish, you're just kind of like, well, I guess it's, I guess it's me um, not appreciating the underdoneness of this particular piece of fish. Like, have you ever had underdone, like, white flesh fish? Not, like, underdone salmon. I mean, like, you ever had that? Or it's just like, were they supposed to cook this more? And it's like, but this is a three-star Michelin restaurant. Is is So it must be fine. Maybe I'm crazy. Um, is it, I mean, is it just, like, I, I know I've had underdone salmon. Is it just gelatinousy and weird? Yeah, and gelatinous and weird and translucent um, and chewy because it's not flaky because it's not cooked all the way. But, you know, you have yeah. sushi and stuff. So obviously, like, surface bacteria was killed because the outside was cooked. But it's just like, did they undercook this or was this cooked perfectly? And I'm just an idiot. Um, and so you do doubt yourself in those situations, and which I could identify with some of the other diners where they're just like, oh, yeah, this, I guess this is just, I need to accept, um, what's going on here because I don't know any better than what this place knows, you know? Um, mm-hmm. and that certainly comes into play, especially when, you know, let's just go through the, the menu courses, I guess, just as a summary, we're not going to like say what happens through the whole movie. Cause that'd be ridiculous. But, um, th- before they leave, there is the lemon caviar that's, uh, served in a raw oyster, um with mignonette um and that's the uh the one with the algae and stuff to make the little spheres um which is something i've had it's very common um so they're poking a little fun at that uh and then they have the amuse bouche um which is a palate cleanser and that's the like little what was it pickled melon or whatever um with the kelp thing in the snow uh milk snow and then uh, you had your uh, first course, uh, which is the island, which is the scallop that they were getting and like all the little seaweed and it's on a rock, um, just like the forest floor dish that uh, Dominique Crenn serves at uh, Atelier Crenn. How many, how many things have you eaten off a rock? Uh, more than you'd think. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's I don't, more than I would think. Yeah. Well, I mean, at a lot of these high end restaurants, they'll bring out stuff on a vessel that is not a typical vessel instead of just a plate in order to like, you know, if you're eating things off. off a vessel, if you're calling it a vessel, you're a fancy lad. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a rock still. So, uh, not that fancy. They just trick you into eating off of a rock. Um, by by, do uh, they clean the rock or is it, is it add authenticity to the, the farm to table nature? If it's, if it's a raw, like uncleaned rock. No, it's all cleaned. But, uh, when we were at a restaurant in Portugal and they brought you the little barnacles, um, and there's like the green stuff on the outside still, you're just like, Oh, this is too weird for me. I can't, I can't do this. Some um, of that stuff has to be like a test, right? Like, you know, they're elbowing each other going like, let's see if he eats the gross stuff or if he, if he's 
fancy enough to know that you don't eat the green stuff that's just really there to make you look fancy no well see the weird thing was uh we had barnacles i think two or three times on that trip to portugal at every fancy restaurant we went to um and then when we went to uh did you just say you've got you had multiple barnacles multiple barnacles um (laughs) i yeah and i've had i would say is it a delicacy no um i don't like (laughs) uh mollusks um or any, I don't know, bivalves um, specifically. I, I don't like clams. clams I don't like, no, it's not for me. Um, oysters I can do if they're the little tiny oysters. You just like. Yeah, you're kind of lukewarm on oysters as long as they're loaded up with good stuff and not huge. Yeah, and uh, you can like shot them. Like they're like little itty bitty ones. Um, like the Komodos or whatever. The Komodos, the, the tiny ones. Um, you don't want you don't want to chew a bivalve. No, like there's a a textural thing where it's like, oh, it's it's a rubber band mucus. I don't need that <laughs> in my life. Um, but uh, you know that's what they they have here is the stuff. Um, a bit scallop, scallops delicious. Even raw scallop. Uh, I don't know if you ever had that at a sushi restaurant uh i don't honestly recall um mm-hmm. but yeah i mean scallop is amanda's go-to so i've i've had a, a fair number of scallops well the next time you go to uh sugarfish which is not a particularly fancy but still expensive restaurant uh chain of restaurants um you can you can have the uh, hokkaido scallop scallop um that's pretty good uh mm. so let's see that we got the the second course the breadless bread plate that's when we know Something is amiss. Um, I knew nothing was amiss. I'm just like, the chef's wacky. <laughs> you weren't like, you, it didn't clue you off when he's talking about how they don't deserve bread um, because no, they are not the No, because I poor. think that's what goes on in restaurants like this. <laughs> well, they, they, it was a, you know, wool was pulled over on their eyes, I guess, um, for, for that portion of it. Although, uh, what's his name? Um Arturo Castro's character Soren, I think he, he like demands bread um, and is not given bread. And yes. Hong Chao says, "You will eat more than your fill and whatever less than you deserve or something." Um, so yeah. it lets you know that things are not on a super amazing course. Yeah, um, I, I can tell you, I, I realized things were amiss when he was three D printing tortillas or whatever the hell he did. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody should make like a pod machine that can three D print a tortilla. <laughs> I bet I bet that would be an easy modification for that other theoretical tortilla machine. Yeah. Yeah. If only somebody would do that. Um yeah. maybe if there was like or a video about the, it. You could use that machine that um uh prints latte art or whatever and just put that oh. on top of the tortilla. Yeah. Well you could put the two together. Um because I hear that if you have expertise in, in coffee making that you can do. Anyway. Um so pods and tortillas but i, I they, they have a the tortillas deliciosa uh as they call it for the uh taco tuesday thing um which is uh chicken tacos with scissors in it um and so you have like the uh was it the al pastor chicken thigh um that yeah. he does to be fancy and then it has the like little gold trimming shears stabbed into it because of his story about having to stab his father in the thigh and you're just like oh it's a little off it's a bit much you know yeah. for me i was mostly thinking um if some jackass gave me a protein that i had to snip into small bites with a pair of scissors to put into my tortilla to enjoy 
I would be very upset that I'd be paying a lot of money for that meal. You you got big knives back there. Dice up this chicken, buddy. <laughs> You'd send it back. Yeah, I would say, can I, you know, can I get this diced? Mm-hmm. Make it easy for me to eat. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't want to work with with little like nail trimming scissors to cut up my chicken. Yeah. Well, I got a question for you, Dan. Mm. What would be printed on your tortilla? Um, probably uh, a Doritos Locos Taco Supreme. <laughs> that, that is the most <laughs> sinful evidence against you. Exactly. You just be flipping uh, through them be... and you just be like, why are they all like stuff from Taco Bell? <laughs> it, would be, it would be a picture of me <laughs> in the driver's seat of my car in the Taco Bell <laughs> drive through sort of slumped down a little bit. I've already paid at the window. I'm waiting for the guy to hand me my food and hot sauce and I'm listening to uh, a Mark Marin podcast. Oh, that is so sad. Um, that's, the, that's the image that's printed on my tortilla. Ah. Uh... Yeah. 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 How about you? What's on your tortilla? I don't know. Probably something about like the low Google Analytics numbers for my blog or like the uh let's see what else? Uh the I don't know, it has to be something like kind of like publicly embarrassing. I I can't remember. Mm. I, but uh bad tweets. Um that could be that. Uh but uh yeah, it, 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 the whole point is like kind of to embarrass these people and we get stuff like uh the tax records and stuff for a business um we've got the infidelity I mean, Nicholas Holes isn't really embarrassed about the fact that he was taking pictures i mean he's i, I guess he's a little embarrassed that he was caught because he wants to be friends with the chef and he thinks he's not going to be friends with him now yeah well i mean he keeps doing things to sabotage that because he thinks yeah, why, why, he, he knows the rules they said yeah. no photos why mm-hmm. why isn't he obeying you think he would be the 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 most deferential guest well is, i think the problem is just he can't get over himself um mm. to like adhere to it and so he thinks that if he's just he's just too self-centered to not take pictures of his breadless bread yeah if he's just whiny and needy he'll be able to get by um but uh but really the thing is probably like hong chow's little back and forth you know where she's just saying tortillas with like a really strong emphasis on it to try and uh unsettle these jerks the the finance bros yeah also um you're not allowed to have bread here's mm-hmm. some tortillas uh that's not how this but tortillas bread well but is it you just you just, you just can't have it with your dips is that the, the difference well, you can't have a bread course so sure yeah but uh they do have several things that are kinds of thin breads flat breads i guess in this in the course of events um but uh but after uh this is where things start to really get weird and we get all the you know everybody's tense everybody's really wound up um you want to talk about things getting weird uh those looked an awful lot like flour tortillas too yeah, I mean they were yellow. So I mean, don't get me wrong. I enjoy yeah. a, a freshly made flour tortilla, but um, for a chef like that, you think he's going to go corn? I, I would, I would have expected corn. It seemed like corn because it was yellow. Do you think it was really flour? Mm, it looked like fl- I don't know. Let me see if there's a picture of it in the yeah. But stupid because al pastor on flour would be kind of strange. Um, also, I don't like chicken al pastor. Um, yeah, pork. Go for the pork. Yeah, al pastor needs to be pork. 
And you know, you know who has chicken al pastor on their menu right now? Chipotle. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. That just goes to show you the kind of people who are going to put chicken with al pastor. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it's not. It also doesn't strike anyone as particularly fancy to have this, I guess. But I, he, this is his attempt at being humble, um, where it's all about the presentation. Uh, mm. more than anything else and his little story. Um, but then we get to like Weirdsville, um, which is uh, she like excuses herself to the bathroom and he like confronts her in there. Uh, she sees the angel wings and stuff, but doesn't know what that's about. Um, and we're, we're and, just and the, the silver door, right? This, mm-hmm. this is the silver door that goes into his, his fancy chef house. It's unclear to me, actually. Yeah, to- I, I thought they were like, a half mile apart, but they both just have fancy silver. Like, is there a portal from one to the other? Because anything's on the table in this weird movie. I don't know. Because um, I, you look out the bathroom door there, and there's no connection or building. She's seeing a field. Um, so if the house was oh, yeah. there, it would be there. Because the other side of that is also their entrance door uh, to that little garden thing. Right. Um, so there is no connection to the house. So I don't know what that door does i mean there's a little bit of a hallway in mm-hmm. ray fine's place that with his silver door but yeah it's not 100 yards long no well you see it's slightly modified because it's i mean obviously it's the same set when we see that later but that one doesn't have the hallway back to the bathroom it's just like a little inset and then there's a silver door um so it's a little different but it is i, I guess it's there to mainly tease something and then it only just coincidentally happens to be that for all we know it's the broom closet in this but uh broom, brooms are special yeah um but the uh she gets back to the table and then we get to uh people laying out a tarp and some like bay leaves or something around it um and you're just like that's strange and you wonder if they're gonna kill somebody and the answer is yes but not the way you think because Jeremy Loudon, um, who is the uh, sous chef, um, envies his mentor, uh, and uh, he's never going to be as good as him. Um, yeah. So the movie teaches us the very important lesson of uh, killing yourself. Uh, if you're not going to be the best, kill yourself. Yeah. Um, by the way, I'm looking through the photos on IMDb to see if I can find a p- picture of the tortillas. And the uh, the one photo I did find that I found very funny was... Um, uh, food critic guy hiding in the chicken coop, and they open the door to say uh, <laughs> a treat for the the last person caught. Yes, and they put it in there and sort of close it back up and go away. That was very funny. Yeah, I I laughed um at that because uh, it, it's just the movie is silly in a few places um to try and go for the laughs because it, it, it's directed by the succession guy uh we're one of the succession guys um uh what's his name Mike Malloyd um. Mark Malloyd. Um, and uh, he, you know, so there's stuff in here that's just goofy. Um, and, uh, but anyway, the ma- the mess um, is, you know, he's never going to be that good. And then everybody is kind of like panicked uh, and trying to talk themselves into like, oh, it's a, just a stage show. Um, it's all part of the show. Yeah, it's, it's, well, he, and he keeps saying, you know, it's all part of the menu, which mm-hmm. uh, in, in his vernacular means that, uh, I have planned to kill all of these people in this order. Not, not that it's uh, a silly show, right? Or make believe, right? It, it just everyone else is just in disbelief because you know here they are at this fancy restaurant. It wouldn't 
normally turn into a homicidal situation um and so or suicidal either but uh they have this uh all unfold in this very discomforting way uh where they convince themselves to stay and but then uh what's his face uh who i thought was ronnie cox at first when i was watching the movie and then i was like no he'd be a million billion years old if it was ronnie cox um and it's just some other guy that i didn't know um but he uh is just like i'm gonna get up and leave uh and they're like well we're going to cut off your finger. And so they cut off his ring finger. Uh, and uh, it's very dramatic. And then everyone is upset again. Um, and then they're like, oh, this is not a show. Um, so now they're fearing for their lives um, in a way that they weren't before. It's not just about being uncomfortable um, and, you know, being placed inside of a situation where people are hypothetically dying. It's like, for sure, somebody got their finger chopped off. Yeah. And then after the, after, you know, chef, what's what's his name shoots himself and everyone's like kind of freaking out, but kind of eating their food. Mm -hmm. Uh, that in retrospect is the, the most obvious version of when Ray finds later says like, y'all probably should have tried a little harder to escape. You probably could have done it. I'm like, yeah, you people probably could have escaped. Like if all of you ran to the door at once, the three big chef guys there probably wouldn't have stopped all of you. No, I, and see, I, I think it is some of their cowardliness or... They didn't really want to be stopped. They wanted to be... Yeah. They wanted to enjoy the delicious food and... Because, uh, like, they don't care if certain people die as long as they get to enjoy their food because they're fancy people. They're they're the uh, exclusion to the rule, right? Well, they're also... It's easier for them to go along with someone telling them to eat their food which is what ray fines ray fines is doing the whole entire time whenever they stop um and so they don't they're not going on hunger strike or anything um so they 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 are not like trying to test those limits and the most they do is they try to break that one plexiglass thing and then you know when they run they try to get to the boat and stuff like that and everybody there's not much you can do um because they're obviously gonna get caught but uh the uh that takes us to the palate cleanser where uh chef explains that they are all they themselves are the ingredients in this tasting menu um which i think a lot of people are like yes finally cannibalism but it's not that way they are they are ingredients in the way that their death is an ingredient not their flesh so that's you know important to remember um and uh we see him kill the owner uh of his enterprise here um i really thought he was gonna set him on fire well the drowning was okay um it was not super dramatic but uh, they needed to save the fire for the s'mores yeah and then he said fallen angel i'm like you could have just dropped him in the water too yeah, I mean, there was nothing super symbolic about that because we had no religious symbolism up to this point anyways. So didn't matter. Um, and there's nothing about the uh, nothing about Hawthorne itself that was super religious, although there is. No, kind it's of... just a angel investor or whatever. Right. So mm-hmm. he's an angel. Yeah. Um, but it was just not even that good of a play on words. Um, but uh, so anyway, uh, Nicholas Holt correctly guesses that there's Bergamot. Um he picks mm. it out. He he identifies it. It's just it's all all him, all his taste buds. Um, and then uh, we get uh, man's folly, which is where they're all told to go outside. And then it is the other sous chef's turn, uh, our lady sous chef, to explain that 
she was the victim of uh workplace um unwanted sexual advances from the our head bad guy antagonist here and uh he takes a stabbing in his thigh uh as sort of the thing about that and then they are told that they have what what is it like 45 seconds or whatever or two minutes to run um Mm -hmm. and then they all run and they all get caught um and the uh women are invited back inside to eat and uh our restaurant critic tries to butter up the sous chef and say that she could get her own place and do all this stuff and uh oh the umeboshi is so good and uh the assistant uh felicity she tries to like go along with it and she says yes it's the emoji for me um and she says uh so not even very effective at at this but uh it apparently was all the sous chef's idea that they all die at the end. So there's no persuading her. They're all doomed. Uh, and they resort to having wine instead of the food. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. A, a different wine with nearly every course uh, from the sommelier, which is very nice. Yeah. Uh, and then there's, uh, remember, there's uh, the one wine that he, that he has, I think it's a Pinot Noir that has a, a whiff of uh, longing and regret uh, is what he says. Um, but uh, but anyway, one of them has a, a whiff of death or something, or something, or uh, something gross. It wasn't even death; it was just like decay or something. Oh, there's something like barnyard or something like that. Um, yeah. just something that people don't generally associate with liking, but it's something you find in certain wild ferment things, or like uh, your you know Trappist ales, you know your Belgian stuff. Um, be a little barnyardy, uh, or your skin contact orange wines. Mm, well, mm. funky. Mm-hmm. A little funk, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I go ahead. I, I don't want to. I don't want to get too far ahead of you. No, but no, I, no. I, I you've you've sent me. You sent me tortillas. Yeah, those are absolutely flour tortillas. Okay. Um, no, but that's not what I wanted to bring up. What I want to bring up is you know the whole that these these I, these people are ingredients in the menu or whatever, because um, they're all very bad people and they all deserve to be punished. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, uh, Mr. Chef Ray finds being fanciest chef in the world or whatever. Like this, this is going to be his legacy. This is the way he goes out, and he has clearly planned this uh, very well and very intricately. Um, so, I, I, I guess it stands to be reasoned that like he's left no detail unaccounted for, aside from obviously our main character here. But why, why are these people the people that deserve most to be punished out of anyone he could have brought in there? Uh, th- that's maybe one of the things that I don't get quite as much like, yeah. Oh, the food critic, like maybe he's got a personal tie there, but, um, I don't know that all of these people are really the worst possible people who could be punished here. Well, it it's, it's not something you can rationalize in a way that they're bad and obviously deserving of punishment. Like he's not Batman. He's, he's not, this is not vengeance for, you know gotham this is like these people just suck and he's annoyed with them um and they've got to suck a lot for them to be the people that he kills while he kills himself yeah and for him they suck a lot uh but it's very personal for him and so it doesn't make a lot of sense for us and that's why he's so wound up about margo because margo doesn't mean anything in his menu um she should not be there uh if she says multiple times to her um and that really he wants to punish these finance bros who are terrible and are employees of this 
bad boss and they can worm their way in and buy whatever they want and behave as badly as they can. Um, and they're representative of something else. They are not necessarily themselves. They're the new lame version of the American psycho guys. Yeah. They're not, they're not, they themselves are not people who have specifically wronged him, but that type of person in the same way, Nicholas Holt has not specifically wronged him, but that type of person um, who has removed mm. all mystery from their craft and like, blah, blah, blah. Like he, that he goes on a rant about um, like that type of person bothers him. Lillian Bloom, he has a specific beef with because of her restaurant, her brand of restaurant criticism where she thinks she's a tastemaker that she can make somebody, she can destroy somebody. Um, and that bothers her and her, you know, little, uh, little assistant guy, um, who is just so needing to go along with everything and, uh, and participate in this and, and just like agree with everything she says and acquiesces to everything. Like he's, he's terrible little toady. Um, he's, but, he's, he's, uh, her Stanley Tucci. Yeah. And so they are terrible. Um, so they are, deserving i think the most questionable one is probably john leguizamo and felicity that's when you realize um that chef slowick is not again like i said he's not batman he is he's personally aggrieved about one sunday that he took off from work uh this one sunday and he watched a movie and it was so bad and depressed him and like permanently affected his mood that he wants to kill john leguizamo now so He's not, like I said, he's not, this is not for like the good of anyone. He's not like fixing the world. He's just decided in and of himself that he personally dislikes this actor. Um, and then but he's got, he's got a moral code within himself to let Margot go. Yeah. Cause he doesn't consider, uh, he, he thinks that John Leguizamo's character has betrayed his craft, that he's, uh, a washed up movie star that he is not putting in effort. And that's like a, a, a big sin. Like if he were to stop putting in effort uh, and just like phone it in, then he'd be terrible. What, what is it? What is the thing that he says as he's sort of walking away meet, when he first meets the uh, Google bros? He says something about like, I'm in the, the hosting phase of my career or something. Uh, I don't remember. Yeah. Um, Which I thought was very funny. Yeah. He He's a, uh, he's obviously just very, uh, they even talk about being burnt out. Um, like uh, the the bros mention it when they are impolitely sitting on top of uh, one of the beds inside their little like uh, barracks, um, and that uh, she says, "No, they don't get burnt out. They 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 only burn things to make things to make delicious, um, and that uh, you know they." can't do that they're too devoted and it's like well that's not a good sign that somebody saying that that's a generally a bad sign um but uh, i'm sure you've worked with people who are uh burnt out but still workaholics um and they can be a little everybody in our industry yeah but there are some people who are just like a little like uh take a vacation man like uh you are a little wound up um you know yeah like it's two in the morning stop it but uh yeah stop, stay off of slack if it's dark outside yeah just uh it's go to bed um but uh yeah that that's kind of this thing is like this is an incredibly toxic high pressure work environment where they've 
just all sort of driven each other a little Looney Tunes. Um, and they, uh, you know, we come, we as the audience realize that it's not like he's not doing good. He's just a little nutty. Um, and he wants to take all these people down with him. Uh, so they, they like he's mad at uh, Judith Light and what's his face because they've dined there so many times something that most people can't afford to do and they can't remember a single thing they've had the entire time they've been there um so he's not mad at them for the infidelity he's not mad at them for their relationships he's mad at them for just like coming here taking up space and not appreciating anything he does but then coming back and just doing the same thing over and over uh that they've given up on food meaning anything um uh, yeah. uh, so it's just like and why would they think they got caught at a place like that I don't know. I mean, cod's not bad. There's a certain. It's not, no, it's not bad. But yeah. you don't really find it in restaurants like that. You, you get maybe like a sea bass or something. I don't know. Judith Light was going through a lot. <laughs> Cut her some slack. She was going through a lot, and also it seemed like not enough. Yeah. Um. She seemed like a very. I wish they had. I don't feel like they fleshed her out very much. I feel like they fleshed out the finance bros and uh John Leguizamo's character, but not her, not his assistant. Um. And they fleshed out uh nicholas holt and margo but they didn't they didn't really do much with judith light and her husband um other than the husband's a terrible guy but that's not the reason why he's dying he's not ray ray fines is not upset about the infidelity he's he's not upset about uh the super creepy gross you know daddy stuff um but oh yeah she describes the act he's like i don't need all that detail but it's kind of funny yeah and it's like uh I don't know. They just they didn't really do much to explain why they're together other than they're just like on autopilot. Um and I think that is perhaps the thing that bothers Ray Fines. Um is that they are just spending money on autopilot. Oh, the old the old rich people are bored with life. Mm-hmm. And then I think that's also why Judith Light at the end is very like, yeah, kill us. <laughs> Where at the beginning, she's like, please don't kill us. But then she comes around to it. Um, I mean, it's a little weird how yeah. her and a lot of the people sort of like accept their fate. And they're mm-hmm. they're so moved by his speech about the, the s'mores or whatever. Uh, not to jump too far ahead, but like, no, I'd still be screaming and running. Yeah. Well, I mean, the other courses are the Passard egg um, that is given to the guy in the hen house. Uh, and the tyler's bullshit um which is you know noteworthy roughly chopped leeks and shallot with butter and undercooked lamb yeah unwashed leeks and roughly chopped chopped uh unpeeled shallot um, you don't think they pre-wash their stuff before it goes in the fridge well i know they didn't pre-wash the shallot enough that you'd want to eat the shallot skin no of course not no but uh so yeah i think i, th- I think they just he is just willy-nilly chopping stuff up. Uh, also, shallots are incredibly filthy, and you c- can only really clean the inside of them after you cut them. Hmm. Have you cooked a lot of shallots, Dan? Not me personally. I've eaten a lot of shallots. It, it wasn't in your uh, wasn't in your uh, uh, meal service delivery boxes. Oh yeah, there's plenty of shallots in there. Oh, was that already prepared for you? You didn't get like a whole shallot. No, uh, we sorry, did a whole shallots. leek. No, no, not no, 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 not leeks. Shallots, shallots. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Well, the leeks basically full sand. Um, yeah. So oh, the 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 leeks, uh, the bok choy, uh, some of the lettuces. Yeah, they are absolutely filthy and full of bugs and dirt. Yeah. Um, delicious though, but uh, not mm. with the dirt. Too much. And, too much bok choy. 
bok choy is delicious. I know, but like they, they clearly got a deal on bok choy, and there's just like so much bok choy every week. We 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 finally we just recently canceled the service because it is uh, officially too hot in Arizona to mail food to people. Oh, it's that time of year again. Yeah, that time of year where I cancel the thing and say, "See you in the fall." Yeah, let me know when you start like, shipping to see you flaming go, hot Freddy Cheetos. <laughs> I can get that from Costco. I get a Costco-sized <laughs> box of flaming hot Cheetos. A little bit. I haven't had a flaming hot Cheeto in a very long time, but I do enjoy them. You know what Taco Bell should start? Hmm. A meal delivery service. I mean, they they're like integrated with DoorDash or something. I've never had Taco Bell delivered. No. It does not rise to the level of food that uh, I would want delivered to me. No. Well, see, I think it's the kind of thing where if you realize, if you actually had to cook it, you'd be like really put off by the oh, entire I know thing. It's, it's dehydrated yeah. ground beef. Like I've seen it. It's not mm-hmm. good. Um, but, you know, if I'm going to spend way too much money to have food brought to my home, I'll, I'll, I'll go up like one level, uh, m- yeah, maybe half a level. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh, uh, n- none of those decisions about what to be delivered to my home are made out of... Uh, an actual desire for the food. It's just like, oh crap, we need food. What can come to our house? Yeah, I mean, that typically happens. I, I guess I live in a place where there are a couple more options that yes. are not Taco Bell. But um yeah. so my, my favorite part <laughs> I almost said something really bad. Um I enjoyed the fact that the hospital where we delivered our child was near enough to restaurants that I could have real food delivered to us. Okay, I'm you know, sure I, I, Amanda I had, considered a, that a priority as well. <laughs> no, I had some. I had some really good stuff delivered when we were waiting there for a couple of days. Okay, yeah, it was nice stuff that I was like, "Damn, we should move over here by the hospital." They got, <laughs> I, I can get, uh, I can get the pierogi place delivered to us. She's oh. like, "We shut up." Yeah, I don't think she appreciated that at the moment. She's like, "I can't, I can't eat any of this stuff." But you enjoy your pierogies and uh, uh, cabbage roll and dill pickle soup, which was so good. Dan, how dare you? It was so good. It was so good. Right in front of your wife. I'm like, are you sure I can wait on this? She's like, no, no, go ahead. I'm not going to eat anything. I'm like, great. All right, cool. Uh, I got her a pizza the next day or something, though. (laughs) (laughs) Not a Domino's pizza, a real pizza. Okay. Just making sure. Um, Yeah. Well, the... uh... Well, speaking of food, uh, let's close this out on this whole thing. Uh, so Tyler's bullshit ends with Tyler. Uh, it, the chef whispers in Tyler's ear. Um, and he's just presumably just crushing his spirit even further. Yeah. And you can it doesn't matter what he said. Like, we don't need the there is no subtitled version of this. I need there's no script uh, I need to read or anything about it. Like he said something that was so soul crushing um, and you can believe it. You can write out whatever you want. And it, it he went to go like. He just starts untying his tie and then he goes to the walk-in fridge. Um, and uh, we see him later after Margot leaves uh, what's-his-face's office. Um, but Margot is then given the ultimatum of, well, she had an ultimatum going this whole time, but it, the ultimatum is that she actually needs to decide whether she's with them or against them. Or, uh, well, with them for dying or in the other group for dying. Not that it if you watch the end of the movie, uh, which I don't think she was privy to, it wouldn't have mattered a lot. Um, no, which she doesn't even really make a decision. Really? No, mainly, uh, at the end of the movie, she wouldn't have had to have paid, I guess. I don't know. Uh, we will, let's talk about the end of the movie in a second. So anyway, they, 
they do the thing where he says that there's a missing barrel that she needs to go get. And uh, Hong Chao is really put off by this. Elsa she is the character's name. And she is a little uh, upset um, because she can go get it. She can go do the thing and she, you know, whatever. But uh, he says, no, he's like a test of her loyalty, a test of uh, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy's Margot's loyalty. And so he gives her the, he has Elsa give her the key to the smokehouse and she goes off to do that, but then realizes she wants to go explore the chef's cottage. She's not supposed to be in uh, Hong Chao catches her. Uh, they get into a weird fight um, about how Hong Chao is worried that she's going to be replaced by Anya Taylor-Joy, um, which I was not fully, I have to say the a whole thing with this, fight and the outcome of it and the things that hong chow says inside of this here what elsa possibly wanted out of this i have no idea what's going on um i've watched it twice and i still don't understand it maybe she loves chef and doesn't want her to be replaced romantically because maybe there's only room for one woman who's not the other chef woman lady it doesn't make any sense, really. We don't see an explanation of this, but um, like, is it just affection? Is it like something like that? Is it jealousy? We don't understand really as the audience because um, it's it's not like she would replace her as the hostess. It's not like there's a career after today. Um, I mean, it seems like that's what they're implying, but mm-hmm. like, yeah, uh, she should realize like, no, 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 everybody's dying. You don't what what even if you're replaced, what's it going to be for like an hour? Yeah, I don't, it doesn't make any sense, but they, I think they just wanted to have the fight. Uh, and so she kills her with the pocket jet. Um, and there's a close up on it to make sure that the audience is aware that it's a pocket jet two plus. Um, and then, and and also I guess it's worth mentioning that like, uh, his, his chef's cottage where he lives is like an exact duplicate of the restaurant, but also there's a bed in the corner. Yeah. And And some extra art, I guess. Right. Right. Where the door to get in is on the other side where the mother has been sitting. Oh, we didn't mention this. His drunk mother is sitting there the whole entire way through this thing. Um, Yeah. She's used for a story, but that's about it. Like they could have just put a painting of her on the wall and he could have talked to that. mm -hmm. Same thing. Yeah. But uh, they they do the, the thing where she walks in and sees the redressed set as being creepily basically the same thing um because he's so obsessed with work he has a duplicate kitchen um and there uh she starts to open she tries to open the silver door but it's locked it's a duplicate of the same silver door that we saw before that you mentioned and uh the, the big fight pocket jet death then she gets the key opens the silver door um she sees all the newspaper clippings in there. Uh, there's some extreme macro work on those clips uh, and like a uh, photo of him flipping burgers at uh, Howie's, <laughs> how was it? Howie's burgers or something like that. Um, Howie's burger hut or something. Um, and then she sees the radio. I don't know why she didn't see that first because it was on the opposite wall from the door, but uh, whatever she sees the radio, she pushes the button, she calls for help. Um, then she goes back to the restaurant kicking the barrel in, um, taking your seat. Uh, she's covered in blood and seems a mess, but no one asks her what happened. Um, and then we have the whole thing with the coast guard, uh, blah, 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 blah. And the birthday cake. And they, 
you know, was it Rob Young said, Rob Yang says, uh, the character Bryson, he says like, uh, you told him it was my birthday. And the, the guys say, uh, it seemed funny about an hour ago, or three hours yeah. ago. Um, because it was not really his birthday apparently, no. but they just wanted the cake and they did the whole thing with like singing and everything, which they would not do at like a fancy restaurant. But, uh, you know, all bets are off at this point. Yeah. Let the guy have uh, one, one more happy birthday before he gets murdered. Yeah. And then this is where, uh, he's like, yeah, the Coast Guard thing, you guys tried that, and now I'm really disappointed in you. You betrayed me, and so now you are with them. Uh, Final course coming up in five minutes. And then she claps and realizes she's got her own plan of how to foil this, how to how to be the Captain Kirk that sabotages this planet-controlling computer with a logic problem. Um, and so she, she says... <laughs> she says... Uh father and a son are in a car crash father dies son is taken to the hospital doctor says i can't operate on this child this is my son how is this possible and ray fine says you know what you can go free <laughs> uh yeah well i mean obviously it's the parent uh, the other parent um could have been the wife or her husband we don't mean gender normative maybe they're non-binary um so let's not make an assumption um but the <laughs> it's a joke about sexism from the 90s or I, 80s i know it a, it's, but uh, I was explaining that for our I, audience. I, I'm with you. Yes. Thank you for um, modernizing the bad joke. But uh, the the thing uh, is that uh, she says, like, oh, I'm, I'm upset. Like, you I'm sending my food back. There's no food for her to send back at this point, by the way. So I don't know if she's going to, like, vomit or what. But uh, she's, she says, I'm sending it back. It's terrible. Uh, everything's you know, like even your hot dishes are cold. Um, you're so intellectual that you are overthinking everything. You're obsessed. Taking all the joy, taking all the joy out of eating. Yeah, you're. Uh, and he's like, uh, you know, I cook with a heart. And she's like, No, you don't cook with your heart. You cook with obsession. I, I recognize that. And uh, and she says, well, Worst of all, I'm still hungry. And that twists the knife um, in him, like metaphorically. Physically, he already had scissors. He's okay. Um, but she. <laughs> She she got one up on him with that, and so because he, he's 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 mathematically uh, engineered the the meal to be the perfect amount of food for everyone because yeah. he he knows what he's doing. Yeah, and he's so unstable. He, he should have said like, "That's why I told you to eat your first two courses, jerk." Yeah, I, instead of being like, uh, "No food for you," um, he he instead just like caves instantly to this, and it's just it, he's so he's so unstable so tightly wound i mean it's a little bit of like a oh yeah what what do you what do you want to eat then if you don't like my fancy food yeah but then she says hamburger uh and not like a fancy deconstructed cheeseburger i want just a a traditional uh cheeseburger and Mm. he's like oh yeah well i'll make that you found the secret clip of me being an expert hamburger maker so turns out cheeseburger was his rosebud or whatever so (laughs) That's the last time he was happy. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, okay, well, you know, we, we, I guess, have this going on now where he's going to make a cheeseburger for her. Um, but he smiles a little bit, you know? Yeah. His heart grew three cheeseburger <laughs> sizes that day. <laughs> uh, yes. Now, um, hang on. I got to type this cheeseburger sizes that day. Ruining the illusion for the audience. Um, yeah. I don't know if you saw my uh, my uh, my letterbox review of this movie. No, I did not. 
because I haven't actually opened it in a really long time. We haven't yeah, watched anything. No, I haven't. This is like, oh, I get to write a review. Yeah. Uh, my, my my review consisted solely of uh, cheeseburger looked good, although it really should have been a single if you're going to go that thick with the patty. I agree with you, Dan. I was thinking yeah. the same thing when I was watching this. And he asked her how she wants it cooked, and she says medium, um, which is fine if you're doing a thick burger. But if you're doing a double burger like this, you really want the thin, like, smash burger patty. Yeah, absolutely. And he does the onions, too. Like, that's the, I mean, I forget where that style is from. It's like a Pittsburgh or something where they uh, put the onions on top before they flip it over to smash it in there or something. Uh, White Castle uh, does that. Well, I mean, but that's, uh, there was a thing before White Castle. Uh, but, uh, time yeah. Was. Yeah, you, you, that's, that's not a, it's not a medium prep burger, which is, again, appropriate. But, like, there shouldn't have been two of them. It did no. look good, though. Yeah, I mean, but there's also the exchange about American cheese. Um, Mm -hmm. And he says American cheese is the perfect kind of cheese for a cheeseburger because it doesn't split when you when you melt it. Um, And everyone agrees. Anybody who knows the burger stuff knows that. Um, So, I mean, you know, you can get away with some cheddars that'd be fine. No. Instant, instant yellow orangey weepy stuff comes out of that <laughs> yellow weepy stuff well just be glad still cheese yeah unless you get white cheddar and then it's uh no anyway, anyway. so uh <laughs> oh boy the, the uh the burgers she gets she takes one bite one teeny tiny little bite out of it and then she, she could have at least taken a second self-indulgent bite mm-hmm. to really drive it home for the guy yeah but then she says like well, she does like makes a lot of like a I I wouldn't say necessarily orgasmic, but uh, and she makes noises. What Doctor um, Frankenstein would call a yummy sound. Yeah. <laughs> so she makes some yummy sounds, um, and she uh turns to him, and he's standing there, satisfied, very satisfied that he has he has made her happy. Um, and she asks if she she says, uh, my eyes are bigger than my stomach, uh. Can I get this to go? And then he seems really like this is when his robot brain is completely broken. Um, Cause he's like, well, yes, I can serve you that now I can give you the food to go. I, I must do that. I am a, making a happy customer now. I mean, yeah, if, he's, he's, he's having some semblance of a final uh, regular interaction as a chef and a customer. Yeah. And so then she gets it in a bag and she gets up and she leaves and she takes one last look across the audience in there, uh, well, audience, the, uh, the other diners. And all we get out of them is Judith light makes eye contact with her and she does a little sh- shooing motion with her hand. And then yeah, she turns like, and she leaves. You did it. You deserve to, you deserve to leave. Go on without us. Yeah. But nobody else could, Nobody else could solve that problem. Uh, just her. They should have had John Linguizamo say, can I have a cheeseburger too? And then be immediately shot in the face. Well, I, I think it was weird that nobody does exactly the same thing. They're all just like in shock, I guess. Um, but then uh, they sit there as they are prepared for dessert um, for the, the final course. Um, we get the s'mores. Uh, and he says, you know, the, the end of the menu um, and that uh, you represent the ruin of my art and my life. Uh, and they uh, are all covered in like, I guess, 
gunpowder mixed with graham crackers on the ground and they get the sleeves of knit marshmallows as like a shroud over their shoulders and then like little chocolate hats that are like fezzes mm-hmm. um and uh he grabs some coals from the fire and uh in his hand specifically uh ungloved hand and he takes it over and he drops it in the middle uh and he has a whole thing about like uh s'mores are the worst thing like yeah, I didn't I didn't uh I didn't enjoy that so much that they are the like the 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 worst thing to ever happen to food. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a curious stance to take um after his cheeseburger. Uh but but he's like he leaned into the processed foods mm-hmm. thing a little bit. So I guess whatever. I get that, but Yeah, but American cheese. Delicious. How dare you? Yeah, American cheese is okay, but marshmallows are bad i don't know anyway so he's he's, he he was a little like uh 90s parent judgy about s'mores and uh he went ahead and set them all on fire um and they you know had their chocolate hats melt into their eyes and the Mm -hmm. you know marshmallow they were cleansed with fire in the way that fire makes the uh horrible s'more ingredients into something wonderful right and the the little chefs in the kitchen all turned the gas burners on and mm. they the little uh, chef he burned remy <laughs> wouldn't that be funny if we had like a little ratatouille cameo mid-credit scene <laughs> if he comes back in like he's getting ready to go to work the next day and he's like what happened here <laughs> that would be great um but uh yeah, they... yeah this is the prequel to the live action uh or sequel to the live action ratatouille that would be pretty funny um but uh so Anya Taylor Joy makes it out of there on the Coast Guard boat that Dale had used. Um, and she stops the engines and sits there and eats her burger while we see uh probably the worst effect in the movie of the fire reflection in her well, eyes. The, the exp- well, I thought you meant the explosion over yeah. the horizon, but yeah, that's not how that it doesn't work that way um but uh but anyway she just munches on her hamburger um and there's a big clap uh for the end credits and everything and that does the takes boat out run there. out of gas or something too is that why she stops i or she just turned it off there i think i thought the boat breaks or something i thought she turned it off but i don't know uh maybe it, maybe it ran out of gas it's the ending is a little strange because she's just eating a hamburger and it's like if i was been through that i probably would have uh i don't know kept going for the actual coast guard maybe tried the radio i, I it's there's... very writer's roomy they're like and she sits on the boat eating her cheeseburger watching them burn it's like okay yeah. sure no but i mean the movie is not like asking us to believe any of this is real anyways so whatever it's the it's the uh poetic ending for this and uh she munches down on that and we get our, our end credits um so you know all in all it's not I, I thought it was a pretty entertaining use of my time. I wouldn't put it up for any Academy Awards or anything, but uh, mm. it's satisfying to watch. Um, and uh, you get you have fun little like uh, gifs out of it and stuff. Like when Nicholas Holt smacks her hand because uh, he w- was trying to take a photo of it first before she can eat it. Um, <laughs> all, all that nonsense. Uh, so anyway. Which one just... are you, the photo taker or the hand smacker? Uh, I... No, the photo smack. Wait, the hand smacker and the photo taker were the same person. Oh, sure. I was hand the one trying to eat. Yeah, you're the one trying to eat. Yes. Yeah, I was the one trying to eat. When you saw, when you saw footprints in the, you... in the hummus. <laughs> That's when I carried Thomas. Um, but 
So anyway. Um, keep coming back to Jesus, and I don't know why. It's just easy for metaphors, I guess. Well, you should always come back to Jesus, is what I've heard. Eh. At least for a moment. Hmm. You come to Jesus moment. Hmm. Anyway, I'm just explaining my jokes like Jane Leno now. So we should end the <laughs> podcast. Seen this? You heard about this? <laughs> you heard about Jesus? <laughs> Is a good word about Jesus? Coming to Jesus? Why can't he come to me for once in a while? It seems like a pretty one-sided uh, friendship here. Yeah. <laughs> you heard about comedians and cars getting coffee? What if you just drove up? Anyway, so uh, the menu. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope they make some more movies like that. Sure, sure. Uh, this was on the HBO. Was this direct to streaming HBO, or did this have a theatrical release? It had a theatrical run, and it was on a Fox Searchlight movie, but because Fox has a deal with HBO, they appear on uh, HBO first, and that that HBO deal pre-exists the Disney merger, which is why things like predator and stuff were hulu movies because if they were in a theater then they'd have to go on hbo um so anyway Mm. business um and uh whatever uh who who knows how long it'll be there before david zasloff cuts costs by not having fox movies i have no idea what's going on but uh it is is this is convenient to watch it at home for sure. So I don't know if I would have been as jazzed in movie theater, but uh, it's easy. Uh, it's not a particularly long movie. Um, it's entertaining enough. Easy, convenient. Mm. Just like a hamburger. Enjoy from your home. <laughs> or or, uh, or a door-dashed Taco Bell. <laughs> Maybe we should print on the tortillas. You watching the movie... In the drive-thru of the Taco Bell oh, on your phone. how great would that be? Is if I was sitting <laughs> on my couch watching TV and I, I took out my Dorito Loco Taco and on the Dorito orange shell was a picture of me sitting on my couch watching TV. <laughs> I'd be like, that's really creepy. And then i uh, Incepted. Um, so, no. No, It's anyway. like the game, except instead of a creepy clown doll thing with a camera in its eyeball, it's me on a tortilla. God, I hate that movie. <sighs> <laughs> there are worse movies. No, but... I mean, there are. I wasn't saying no to that. I was just saying it's pretty, it's pretty bad. Um, I, I, mm. I, I feel like it's one of those movies where, uh, in the third, like I talked about, the third act of this kind of falls apart, but it holds together enough. The third act of that movie, uh, jettisons the previous few acts into space. Um, mm. and it's I, all I set just, up and no payoff. Uh, is it's so absurd. I, 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 in not in a fun way. Um, so I don't know if Mark Malloyd wants to remake the game, go for it, man. Um, mm. David Fincher can suck my balls. Um, <laughs> so anyway, there's a really mature comment for me to make right yeah. now. Uh, maybe I'll bleep that. <laughs> <laughs> Which part? A- any part. Just bleep the whole thing. Just delete the, delete the suck my, leave the balls. <laughs> <laughs> Leave the suck my take the cannoli. Um, so <laughs> uh, I'm gonna hurt myself, uh, and we're uh, done. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm writing that down, even though that's not gonna be our title. No, absolutely not.